Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm here, so... <laughs> I'm Shea Gibbs-Dogs and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have... I don't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells me to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw, like... <laughs> Howdy. I, I'm, a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. <laughs> I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Great. Very good. I like the hat. You like oh, the yeah. hat? <laughs> Vava, this is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend Michele Berra. Michele, what's up? Well, happy Martin Luther King Day to everyone. Yeah, it's a great day. I discovered that 15 years ago as well. <laughs> uh, together with the back-to-back that's uh, that's about to happen. So this is how my Monday went. Yeah, happy MLK Day to everybody. Hope everybody's having a awesome day and enjoying some basketball that just started. That's a fun thing about today is you just got NBA basketball going on all day long. Uh, Rockets Sixers is going on right now. It's actually just like a great sports day overall. You got mm-hmm. some some big time NFL games today. One that I think kicks off at like three thirty Central. Um, so some cool stuff. Uh, hopefully the Sixers will continue to pummel the Rockets. That looks good. <laughs> Let's keep that going. Embiid is back already. Uh, has 26 points in 19 minutes so far against the uh, the Rockets, which is insane. Uh, Michele looking good. <laughs> the chat's noticing how good Michele looks. Looks like uh, businessman Michele showed up on the pod today. Yeah. Yeah, businessman Michele arrived home like <laughs> 20 minutes before the initial time of recording. I had like whatever was uh, on my plate and then then uh, no time to, for change. But yeah. He's here for the dunkers. He's here for the dunkers, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the Thunder are second in net rating. 9.2 net rating. We're almost like exactly halfway through the season. They have a yeah. 9.2 net rating. Which is absurd. Repeat it. Please repeat it once more. Absurd. 9.2 net rating halfway through the season. That's insane. The best is 9.8 with the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Um, Philly is at an 8.3 just below the Thunder. And then like a big step below them is the Wolves and Nuggets who are at like five and a half basically. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a big deal. Thunder are third in defense and fourth in offense. Thank you, Blazers, for the uh, little bump that they, they gave the Thunder the other night in just like an absurdly bad game. And then Orlando, who it was, uh, I, th- I think that the way that it was termed from Mark is that it was a rock fight, or maybe that was Gallo, mm-hmm. but like that's definitely like a very thundery thing to say. It's like this is a rock fight. Um, it was, it was a kind of a brutal game to watch, honestly, uh, for the most part, but the Thunder pulled it out. Shea was unbelievable in that game, 37 points. You know, continues on this like crazy streak of steals. He had three steals in that game. He was unbelievable. He is questionable tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers, and I'll I'll check his status throughout this to see if anything changed. I doubt anything mm-hmm. will change now. It'll probably be more of like a game time type of decision to see whether he plays or not. Um, but any any leftover thoughts from that Magic game before we get into the main event here? Um, <laughs> yes, the main event. Um, I want to say two very stupid things, um, but these yeah. are the first that come to my mind. The first one is I love the fact that even if OKC was shooting badly from three, uh, they they kept it going. I mean, Kaysom Wallace had five looks. He took them all. He was out of three or out of four. He decided to keep shooting the ball. Now, uh, probably four trees. I don't remember if if one was a long two, but anyway, it, it was no um, not taking uh, a good shot and turning to um, a charge stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's a good shot. I'm a good shooter. I will take it, and, and I like this mentality from Kazan because this was one of the issues of shooting guards of the past for OKC. Lou Dort is definitely this. Um, like this guy who will keep shooting if good shots will um, will be given to him. And I like that Kazen is doing that as a rookie. Yeah. The second thing is um, I've read a lot of tweets. One was from Steve Jones that certain team was able to win one way. And, and I think that this game showed to everybody that even on a game where the three ball is not going, OKC is able to win in a different way generating a different kind of offense, being better defensively. And so I really like the fact that, yes, if the three ball goes in, OKC is unstoppable. But if that doesn't come to fruition and and, and you have um, a team that is defending hard, like the, the Magic, who is a very good defensive team, then OKC is able to win those games pretty comfortably anyway, which is such a great sign. Mm-hmm. And... And I think that um, the main takeaway is that uh, we have a very good team, a very, very good team yeah. in front of the rise. And, and clearly other teams in the West are great. I saw almost uh, the entire game between the, um, the T-Wolves and the Clippers. Those teams will be hard to beat in a playoff setting. Mm-hmm. But them play and say, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this will be hard in the playoffs as well. And, and, and so this is to say... OKC will have a shot against those teams because they play so well and they have three, three and a half, sometimes four great players on the court that you have to account for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And it all starts with Shea, who is still listed as questionable tonight with the right knee sprain. Anthony Davis is listed as probable 
with a left ankle injury. LeBron is questionable with a mm-hmm. left ankle injury. Cam Reddish is out uh, with a left knee Too injury. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell is questionable with a non-COVID illness. And then Gabe Vincent is also out. He had knee surgery. So um, could be interesting even without Shea. You know, there's there's interesting moments where, and this happened kind of the first go around too. Like if Durant missed time, you're like, okay, you're like curious, like okay, now what? Now what's the what does the team look like? Because you have all these possessions that go to Shea, and you watch guys like Dub and Chet. You're like, hey, like those guys could take more possessions, you know? Oh yeah. And what does it look like if they do? I mean, clearly you don't want to not have Shay. <laughs> you would never really want that. But there is like mm-hmm. this uh, uh some curiosity uh about um what the team could do without him. And they all like they they played without him earlier in the season a couple times they without him against the Warriors and like all like nearly beat the Warriors yeah. without him. So you know, we know what it looks like. The Lakers are in the midst of struggle, but the the Thunder are a team that they clearly have kind of circled a little bit, and I thunder, know the Thunder blew them out uh, the time before the last game, but the, they played them really tough in their last yeah. meeting in Oklahoma City and beat them. So a lot of it will depend on LeBron. A lot of it depends on Shea. You know what? What all? That a lot of depends like. on the Lakers shooting eighty-seven percent from three. Yeah, I wouldn't count on that again. Um, yeah, and I don't not, don't necessarily think the Thunder are going to shoot as poorly as they did against Orlando. You know, so yeah. The Thunder, one of the better teams on the road. They, you have this Lakers Clippers back to back. It's a, it's a tough one. Luckily, you don't have to travel. You just get to stay parked somewhere. Um, so that's good. But a very interesting test for the Thunder, who mm-hmm. have largely just been awesome. You know, and I, I think it's it's funny like the uh, the cycles that we've been through with this team so far this season. It's only been half a season. Like, you know, you start the season and you kind of hear, you know, not necessarily us, but like more like national media, like, okay, the Thunder need to make a trade for a big star. Like they have all these pieces, you know, they could trade a young player and picks for a star. Great. Then it's like, okay, well, maybe they just need to trade for a starting level player. Maybe not necessarily a star, but a starting level player. Great. Then you get to like this point in the season, it's like, you know, the Thunder probably just don't need to do anything at all, you know. Maybe someone off the bench. They're good the way if they, the right opportunity arrives. You know. and, and still, people are like, "Well, they need to trade for a big that can rebound and all of that." Which I I get it. Like I get the idea that maybe you would do that, but like my pushback would be like if they were to trade for like just a big that was like a great rebounder and didn't do a whole lot else. Like that that guy wouldn't play. <laughs> that guy wouldn't play for yeah. this team. And we'll, we'll kind of get into that a little bit more. But it's just funny and. Is it possible the Thunder go like one and three on this trip? Yeah, it's totally possible. Then like we may enter a new cycle where it's like, well, maybe we're back to the beginning where it's like they need to trade for a star. I I just think like this this is a really, really good basketball team. And there's gonna be bumps in the road as they go. Like this is this is one that you could like pretty easily circle and say, okay, like if there's ever gonna be a stretch where they lost three out of four, you know, on the road, back to back LA. Utah is rolling right now. Minnesota is really good. If they only won yeah. one of those, like, would that be shocking at all? Like, it wouldn't shock me one bit if that were the outcome. Um, 
but also like two and two, they could go three and one. Like, you know, this team is capable of beating all those teams. You know, like yeah. we know they're capable of it, but they're also capable of, of losing these games, especially if they don't have Shea, which will be like the the major thing. Is like does Shea play in this back to back? We don't know. I'm sure that they don't even know yet. Um but I'm interested to find out, interested to see who plays tonight. That will be that'll be a, a big deal, especially if like LeBron can't go. Then, you know, it'll be the Austin Reeves show and the Thunder should win no matter if Shea plays or not. So but Yeah. We will we will see. I'm very interested to find out uh what happens here. Um okay, anything else before we move on to the the trade rankings here? No, let's go into the deadline. Um, I I just want to to get to the list. I mean, I've I've been listening to you talking with the other guys about this. I have my thoughts, so let's get into that. Yeah. Okay. So here's the list. I have it here on the stream. This would be a good time if you if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, it'd be a good time for you to do so because we're gonna have the list here available and we're gonna kind of shape it a little bit as we go. So I made this list. I put it out on Twitter. I'm asking, like, are there any other players, anybody else you can think of? You know, Brandon Clark was one, and we can add Brandon to the end here. I thought that's at least interesting. Um, I don't know exactly what they would give back for Brandon Clark, but we can talk through that a little bit. But he, that was an interesting name. It was brought up. Like, Markkinen's on. Like, Markkinen's not getting traded. Like, are we? No. You know, it. If the Jazz were in the same class as like San Antonio, you know, where it's like, yes, there's no way San Antonio like sniffs the play in. Like, no, like they're in the play in, like right now, like as we speak. So they're not, they're just, they're just flat out not trading him. So like that ship has officially sailed. He's not going on the list. So like we can, we can talk hypotheticals about, you know, what would happen if this, that, like they're not, they're not trading Markinen, who like, honestly, is going to have a chance to be an all-star again. You know, I don't know if he'll actually make it, but he's going to be on the on the list of players that could be all-stars. So, yeah. Um, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant makes way too much money to go on this list. Yeah. yeah. He's another one that, and he's also, and Alex, and I think Alex is the one who like brought this up to me first. It's like, Jeremy Grant's an awful rebounder for a Yeah, and if he... Yeah, and if you want German Gunn to play in a fast-paced, drive-first offense, no. Have you have you yeah. ever watched Jeremy Grant play? Yeah. Like he is turning himself into um, a decent, like two dribbles, take a jumper or just open jumper kind of stuff, which which is nice. He can he can get buckets. Um, he can drive sometimes, but the ability to make quick decision, react, pass. No, no, that's that's not who he is. Yeah. And I mean, even guys that that are uh wired like that, like Mitzic, he took him a while. We were discussing before the pod, me and Andrew, like it takes a while, even for a guy very smart, very capable passer, I would say amazing passer, uh, to to really learn how to fit in a team where you have to drive, you have to move, you don't the ball doesn't have to stick. Mm-hmm. Like in Jeremy's hands, the the ball will stick a lot. It sticks for sure. Yeah, he he is not yeah. equipped to like play the style of offense. That that'll be like another theme is like talking through because I I think it's incredibly important to like realize how important style of play is. And I and I got to ask Mark about it 
uh, after the game, I was just kind of curious, like where where did the idea for the style of play come? Was it because of the players? Is it like something that they envisioned before? You know, because they like drafted particular players. I'm sure that there's like a lot more nuance within it than than he could give me in like a one minute answer, like he gave me. But I thought mm-hmm. I thought he gave a great answer, and that it was something that has kind of continued to evolve. But like the one thing we know is like if you can't like shoot, pass, and dribble, and also think the game at a high level, you're not going to play on this team. You know, and so there'll be yeah. guys that I think we will like bump down this list significantly just because I don't think they can play that style. And also it would take a while. Like you you implement this, it's it's more than halfway through the season. Like we're halfway through the season now, basically, for most teams. And you get to February, it's it, you don't have that much time to implement no. a new player, especially like a player that's gonna play a big, big role. Like you just we just don't have there's just not time to do it. And so that to me is another thing. Like the, I think Sharch was a good one and a one that like belongs in this list again because he mm-hmm. did play in their system and played in it pretty well and could think through how to play through it, you know, pretty quickly, which is good. And it's like those kind of guys are the ones. Yeah. That I think you can try to implement here. So, okay. So, we'll just go down this list and we're going to try to develop some kind of order if someone like really sparks interest in you as like a trade candidate, we can kind of work through what a trade might look like um, to mm-hmm. get them. But if they don't, then we'll just like bump them down the list. Um, we'll start with Al Horford. He'll st- he'll be the number one on on this list. Harford, um, Al Horford. Thoughts on Horford? Is that somebody that you would be interested in at all? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that a guy like that will be able to pick it up pretty quickly. He yep. was part of the first iteration of Dagnold as a coach. Um, he's no mystery that he's a very smart player. And I think that he would be completely fine in playing 15, 12, 16, whatever. And sometimes um, none, because like the reality is one of the better lineups on this team is with Kenrich Williams yeah. at the five. And they play with, they, they use him there all the time. And so like we can't ignore yeah. that. They're, they're not going... The Thunder know. Like, they know that they are making the the rebounding sacrifice. They know that. Yeah. And ultimately, if the Thunder don't win the championship this year, the people that are screaming about rebounds are going to be correct in that a series that they lose, they're going to lose the rebounding by a lot, probably. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to lose every series and or lose every rebounding battle in every series, no matter if they win or lose a series, by the way, because that's just like the way that they have decided to play. So like the people that are screaming about rebounds are ultimately going to be right because they're going to be able to frame it however they want. But like the truth is like the Thunder are making that sacrifice. And so far they've been right to do it. Yeah. Because look yeah, at where sure. they're I don't at. Think- Nine, we talked about like a nine plus net rating halfway through the yeah. season and that's and they've decided to like they're going to make some sacrifices here and there and rebounding is one of them like man like it's what they're doing is like working to a, like a massive degree and so to me i i, I don't think that they're going to go into this trade deadline thinking like gosh we just need to get somebody and andre drummond was somebody that's brought up i i don't even have him on the list like don't even don't even have him on the list by the way like that that's a, the kind of guy that they would never ever 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 be on this team? Never, ever? Yeah. 
So anyways. Yeah, but I think the Horford gives you a little bit of flexibility. Um, and yes, they went small uh, a lot. Yeah. But against teams like the Nuggets and sometimes the Sixers and or the Lakers, if you can't get five, ten minutes of good Al Horford with a second unit, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes against the the T Wolves, the best way was to go small and and force Nasrid not to hide on a guy like Horford. Mm-hmm. But against like other teams, you may want Horford to be the Jokic defender so that Chad can swat left and right. Yeah, and yeah. And, and Horford's shot is a major uh, problem in the playoffs because mm-hmm. people will not guard him. But I still like the. I would I would rather have him than not. Let's yeah. put it this way. Yeah. And he can he can play in Mark's system. He can figure it out. He's smart enough. He yeah. has yeah. a veteran presence. I think I brought this up the other day. He is the same age as Derek Fisher was when the Thunder brought in Derek Fisher. Yeah. Um, nice. Just like a just a, a fun fact. That's all. Okay. Uh Mikhail Bridges, would you put him above or below Al Horford? Um, I think that depending on the price, he would be above or below. I think that I would not overpay for a guy like Mikhail for the right price. It's gonna yeah, cost it's... you okay. Like realistically, I don't <laughs> think that the Nets are gonna move Mikael Bridges at the deadline. Like, yeah, it, it could happen. Like it certainly could happen. I mean, realistically, Josh, Kaysen, two and, first, three first, and three first. Yeah, that's too much. Um, and 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 suppose that somehow you can do it without sacrificing your core players, even the um, Giddy and um, and Kazen, then it's it's back with the how would that fit? Because yeah. Mikel seems pretty fine in having a, a role that is a bigger than role player. Mm-hmm. And he would definitely be that because uh, fourth quarter, I want the ball in Jadab's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest, it's going to be Shea. So mm-hmm. it would be a pretty, pretty, I would need a pretty strong commitment from Mikel, and I think that uh, yes, if it's defensively to a T, offensively also, but not to a T. Yeah, um, it would take some time to implement him yeah. into what they do because I mean he would come in and be a starter in this scenario. I just don't think that you can you you'd be giving up a lot to get him, and I'll put him below Horford just because of that because I just don't yeah. think realistically it's time for something like that to happen, and maybe this summer. A big swing like that happens whenever you, they mm-hmm. realize, or there becomes a player that's just like perfect that's available for them. I think Mikael yeah. is really good. I don't know that he's perfect, but he's like pretty darn close to it as like a switchy wing defender that can really shoot it, that can shoot at the mid range too. I mean, it's not hard to imagine what it would look like, but when we're talking about like how realistic it is, I think you bump him below Horford and the cost too. Yeah. Like, I just don't think the Thunder are ready to pay that price. Also, with Giddy. Giddy has stepped up in like big games for them. Go back and watch yeah. the Boston game from this year. Like he was really good in that game. Go back and, and watch the the play in tournament game against the Pelicans. He was really good in that game. Like he he has stepped up in meaningful moments for this team. And I I would be floored if the organization didn't think to themselves, I want to see what he looks like over the course of a seven game series. Like yep. how does what again, how does he show up and does he show up like he has in these other big moments where it's like holy smokes like Josh is like one of our like three or four most important guys if he does that then great like you know that you like really have something but you you don't know until you know yeah yeah and they changed a lot their rotations 
um, over the course of the season. They tried most with Shea, most with Dub, uh, most with Chet and Dub. Uh, now it's um, a little bit more with Shea and mm-hmm. playing a lot the starting unit, which mm-hmm. by all numbers, that is a great unit. So it's it's maybe not the best unit for the Thunder, but it's still a very good unit. So mm-hmm. I think that, and also Giddy Souls part of your rebounding issues, which mm-hmm. like him not being effective on that end of the court was partially the reason why they were so ineffective. Mm-hmm. Now there are some still some issues in terms of defense and in terms of being a gravity, like being a player that provides gravity. Mm-hmm. But again, it's he's on track. Yeah. Again. Yep. Uh, okay. Royce O'Neal. Uh, can we put the three and four in the bucket? I think that um, Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Those are nice players to add. Probably I would rather have DFS uh, first and then Royce O'Neal. Uh, probably DFS below Orford, yes, because Bridges is really not doable. Um, Royce O'Neal, I mean, sure, he's a vet that, that can play, but can I say that he's a little bit... Would he would he play above Wiggins? Yeah, I think in the playoffs he would. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, defensively, he's better. Yeah. Uh, offensively, he's not better than Wiggins. He's a better passer than Wiggs is. He's a much worse cutter than, than what Wiggins is. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know much worse. And, and, and shooting-wise, like, Wiggins has been very good. Yeah, Wiggins like, has been good. Very, very good. Yeah. D- will, will, the, will the coaching staff trust Wiggins in a playoff series? They don't trust him uh, game to game. They, they didn't last year. Uh, they will this year. He's pretty steadily in the rotation, and he's getting good minutes. Um, and again... Yeah. Like being better or worse than Wiggins doesn't mean that he plays in the playoffs because I, mean, <laughs> I know <laughs> it, might, it might be that he is not in a playoff rotation anyhow. Um, he he provides size. If you if you play the Clippers, having or not having recently may make a little bit of a difference because you, yeah, you you can't ask the case and Wallace to be effective against Kawhi, um, but you can ask Royce O'Neal to do that. Yeah, that's. I mean, I just I'm not like. I think he could fit into the way they play. If I'm looking at mm-hmm. players, I think O'Neal fits better than Finney Smith does. Really? With the way that, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I mm-hmm. think the I think the adjustment period would take longer for Finney Smith. Is the ceiling higher with Finney Smith? Yes. Is the adjustment period longer with Finney Smith? Yes. Is it cost more for Finney Smith? Yes. You know, he's got a a longer deal that is like very, very like one of the best value contracts in the league. Russ O'Neill is expiring. You know, I, ju- I think it's easier to acquire O'Neill than it would be Dorian Finney-Smith. But I would okay. get why you'd put him above because like having like defensively, I don't see it. it it's obvious how he'd fit there, mm-hmm. and and you can even bring him off the bench. You know, if you if you needed to, but and Royce O'Neill would obviously come off the bench. But Finney-Smith defensively fits in easy. Offensively, I think it's gonna be a lot harder for him to fit in. Um, yeah. With regards to like, he he's not he doesn't handle, you know, he's not somebody, very little, just straight line drives. Yeah, he's not somebody who makes like good passing reads, you know. But we can keep him there for now. Uh, Cam Johnson. I love the man. fit. Uh, I think he would be plug and play uh, from day one. Yes, passing is not the first 
thing that comes to your mind when you when you discuss Cam Johnson, mm-hmm. but he's is decent enough. And again, he moves around pretty well. He's not a great rebounder nor a great defender. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, oh boy, the spacing that he will provide, it's just insane. I would I would put him one uh, yeah. on this list because I think that uh, he can be had for probably the right price. And I mean, it's not a secret. In two years, in, in, one, in one year, uh, one and a half, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, you have to pay Azejo pretty yeah substantial ma- money yeah. kim johnson is a great insurance to yeah. that and i think that he, he he may be um a player that you can play in some lineups with isaiah joe uh, yeah. and can you imagine because of his spacing? size you can yeah yeah for sure yeah i'd bump him up too i don't know if he's available i don't know that he's somebody that was like actually going to hit the trade market but yeah i mean it's, it's not rocket science of putting guys like that around um, Shay helps, and so yeah, I yeah. put him. I put him at the top two. I do think there would be an adjustment period that would exist with Cam too, but I think he he's better suited than DFS for sure to like fit into like the way that the Thunder play because I do think he's developed his skills pretty well. I like yeah the way that he um has just developed in the league. So yeah, I like him the best as well. Is he like a seamless fit? Like probably not seamless, but. I think that you could, you know, take a few weeks. Why he learns, though, why he learns the deeds, he's still going ahead 44% of his trees. He can, so, yeah. And he's yeah. going to get, like, the most wide-open shots he's ever gotten. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like he, he will invoke panic into the hearts and minds of opposing teams and their coaching staffs because yeah. of what, what he could do. Because if he's wide open after, like, you know, Shea drives passes. You know, Shea drives after a screen from Chet, who dishes it to J Dub, who drives again, and now the whole you know opposing defense is just like completely tilted. And then you throw it over to Cam in the corner, who's wide open, and it's like, what are you supposed to do? You know, it, I mean, we see it all the time with Isaiah Joe. It's like, how did the Thunder like, get all these wide open shots for Isaiah Joe? It's like because yeah. they just churn. The offense just churns. And there, there are very little spots to hide. Yeah, from. totally. So it's totally. And if you add Cam Johnson, like, where do you hide? Yeah. Um, okay, we'll start moving through these a little bit quicker. Nick Claxton. I mean, to me, he's the, at the back of the list for now. Um, I'm a little bit higher on Nick. All right. Uh, I know that you it. talk me into it. I, I'm. I, I don't want to pay him. Number one. I don't want to be the team. To yeah, that's in. that's the big bummer. The the big like stop for me uh, is is the money that he. I think he will demand. Um, granted, it's not that he will be paid north of twenty millions. I mean, who's who's going to pay him? There are too many centers. So if you can get him to a reasonable yeah. deal, like Dort like deal, um, now. Your question is, why are, you, are we paying a backup center? Why are we paying a, a, a guy that who's a backup center who's, who honestly may not play every game? You're right. Um, this, is the, um, this is the topic. But depending on the price, like what is the price for you? I don't know. I wouldn't. Two I, seconds? Oh, oh, no, no, no. You need to give up a first for him. Which, in which case, I'm why? not. Like I'm not doing it. Why? 
so, somebody He's a much so, worse. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some be, people be, who like be, which team will pay a first for 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 Nick Laxon knowing that he's restricted and he know, wants like four, big money. Four, it'd be maybe four or five seconds, probably. I mean, Jay Crowder went for five second round picks last trade deadline. Yeah, but Jay Crowder is a coveted player. Like Nick Laxon will not be. Like he's a he's a you young player on a on a controllable contract. It's not controllable. I mean, it. I mean, it's restricted. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's controllable. Yes, you you can you can definitely keep him if you want. Yeah. Um. So my point is, what if you pay three second round picks plus Jang for Nick Laxon? I'm not suggesting to do it, but what happens if he if he bails in free in free agency? I get it. It's not that big of a deal if he does. And, and to me, like Claxon can be a guy that provides a little bit of passing, a little bit of hey, I know what to do, I know where to be. He, when he was in college and we scouted him, we we discussed him as a player that could be like versatile. As a big man, not just uh, rim running and doing a, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. And he's a great defender. So I'm not sure that I would really pay that, but I'm not as against that as you are. I, I wanted to discuss just that, that if they do it, I kind of understand why. Yeah, I would. L- they would not underst- do it. I, I would not do it. I would not do it. I don't want to pay him. I don't think he would play all that much on this team, to be honest. I get the I get the appeal of him. I also think it would take the adjustment period for him would take some time. Uh, Mitsich will will make him look like I don't know prime Moses Brown something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you can put That's him sixth. <laughs> uh, seven. I don't want to talk about uh, Jakob. Jakob Pertl. Uh, I think. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't either. No. Um, Same with all, all the Porter. Why is he on the list? Dude. That was the most perplexing name. Like Otto just Porter? to do, just because it was number eight, and you uh, like to do it. I'm just, I'm just throwing, throwing any guy that like could be had at the trade deadline. Who do you know that Otto in in Italian means eight? Oh, it does. Well, yes, it does. Yeah, I, yeah. Of course, I knew that. That's why I did. Yeah, that. you did it on purpose. Okay. Um, how many minutes has he played this season, Otto Porter? Five. I mean, I know he hadn't played a whole lot. He's played 174 minutes. Wow, that is 169 more than I thought. Thirty-four <laughs> percent from three. Um, yeah, yeah, he's at the back of the list. Okay, Bruce Brown. This is now. Now we've hit like okay. This is kind of interesting mm-hmm. for Bruce Brown. Where, where, what are your thoughts on Bruce Brown, and where would you put him on this list? Uh, why are we thinking that he's gettable? Um, just because Indy's underperformed a little bit, and he only has one year left on his deal. Yeah, he signed like a two-year deal. Yeah, he signed a two-year deal. Um, I don't know. I, I think that he would need to jump three guys. Two guys in the rotations that I don't want him to jump. Okay. Like, I want Kazen to get minutes. I really like what Mitzic is bringing. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if you can get him, um, he would be probably better 
in the playoffs and he's a multi-tool guard, but mm-hmm. OKC doesn't really need a multi-tool guard. So why would you pay a guy like this? Like pay for a guy like this? Yeah, I mean he's he's a guard, but you can play you can play him in any position you want. No. Yeah. Come on, you can play, yeah, you can play one, two, three. Well, not one, because clearly he's not like a true point guard. You can play him two through four. A, I, I don't buy that. He's strong. Dude is strong. Yeah. He's twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no. Bertons and a and a and a first. Yeah, sure. But just because OKC has an excess of picks and like why who is suffering for those minutes? What do you mean? Who's who's be left out? Like Mitic, uh, Wiggins, and part of Kazem minutes? Probably, yeah. Why are you doing this to me, to us? Just because you, you see an you see an opportunity you see an opportunity in the West to go to win. I don't think that he would actually improve your odds. Wow, in, in, in we got a hater a in the house. So where would you put him? Um, third, <laughs> fourth. I don't know. Before or after DFS, I think it's kind of an important like line there. I think he would acclimate to what I would. I would do. actually pay just one and two. I would not do any other of the other trades. Maybe, maybe, maybe we just put Royce O'Neal there, but it's wrong. It needs to be put a little bit higher. Like Royce higher. Yeah, I kind of think so. I don't too. think that. Yeah, yeah, you can you can flip flop him and DFS. I, I don't have any strong opinion on that. Yeah, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I I kind of think that Royce is just a better fit. For yeah, the Thunder, especially if you're but trying I, to. But I don't think that quickly. Bruce Brown will dramatically change the odds. Like, man, yeah, of course he's an injury. He's he's an injury um, blanket. Sure, mm-hmm. like if 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 um, if a guy like Dort. Misses time, and you have Bruce Brown. Then sure, mm-hmm. he he would he would be. But like, would you start him instead of Dort? No. Then he you relegate a guard. Like Kason Wallace can provide good minutes in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a few. Mm-hmm. Like it's just playing great. Mm-hmm. And again, even if those two players are just non starters for the he's playoffs, playing better. He's playing better. Yeah. But even if, like you can you can legitimately play just Dort, Giddy, Shea, and 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 Isaiah Joe, and you have enough guards. Yeah. I, oh yeah, I get it. I just don't think of Bruce Brown as like necessarily like he's only a guard. Okay. And I get his height like designates him as that, but like the way he plays doesn't necessarily. Uh, Danny Reich Jr. gives us a super chat. Thanks for that. Uh, of the players on the final list, which team do you want to start losing so that the player is available? Via trade, and I think like just the Nets like losing more games right now. Yeah, yeah, that would help. You know, like that would be the one where it's like this team is absolutely going nowhere, and if we don't do anything, we'll look dumb. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, and I I think they're going to do something for sure. Um, Okay, Patrick Williams, pass. Yeah, you got to. I would have him probably like in the same, maybe right after DFS. To me, you no. Where would you have him? Like below Claxton. Okay, I think that's. I just, I just don't, I just don't like him. I just don't like anything that he does. 
like he's a uh, the, the the idea of him is nice. Oh yeah, six but eight like, wing. They can shoot and defend multiple positions. Of course, like yeah, that's what everybody's looking for. Maybe maybe defend and and possibly shoot one day. Yeah, he he's definitely theoretical. I think he's had some really good moments. Um, but yeah, he is also about to get paid, and there's already been some. <laughs> paid. Um, some thoughts about like, yeah, sure. h- how much he'll get paid or how much he wants to get paid. Uh, and it, yeah, doesn't that's not quite, story. it doesn't match up with how he has been on the court. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, his teammate, Alex Caruso. Um, I would put it in the same ballpark as Bruce Brown. Um, so, three and four. I, I think that these Bruce are Brown. very good players that can work as insurance for injuries and stuff like that. He... He's probably a good fit uh, with the team, but I mean, you would you would likely need to bump down uh, Kazan and or maybe even Dort to some degree to play Caruso. And I don't think that the marginal advantage that Caruso can give you on some nights is really what will make you go over the hump if you're investing uh, resources to 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 get them, both him and Bruce Brown. If if again, it's a couple of seconds. Sure, you can do anything. It's not a like, couple of seconds. That. It's a couple of firsts. That's already been reported. No, I don't think that that is. Yeah, that that is the asking price. This is will not be probably the the, the price that anyone uh, will pay. Then but he yeah. will stay. He will stay a bull. Would be my great. Would be would be my guess. Um. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of acquiring him either. I don't think he's enough of an upgrade because yeah. he he's he does the same stuff that Dort and Kaysen do. Yeah, like how much with better a little bit is more he? experience, maybe he can get away with stuff that maybe Kaysen will not get away with. Yeah, Kaysen. Yeah, I just don't know how much better is he than and he's a little better than Dort, but <coughs> I don't know. I would listen to this. I do, I do think that Dort is better this season, quite substantially better well, than yeah. him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think so. Like. Lou has learned how not to be detrimental to the offense, which yeah. was number one, number two, number three, number four, number five on the list of problems that he has. Yeah. And now he's making most times than not very good decisions. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I really love about Lou Dort as of late is the way in which he takes the contact, wait a little bit, and then pass or shoot the basketball when mm-hmm. he's getting at the rim. Mm-hmm. This makes so much difference mm-hmm. because he has a split of a second more to just do a, a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I really love that. So yeah. I think that Lou had like a very clear issue that over like 40 games right now, 38 games, he he sold almost entirely. Yeah, he's been incredible. Again, he's been incredible. Yeah, so, like he, like he, so why are you... Why are you reducing his minutes? Now, he's not a guy that will foul out really frequently. So, and just play Ludor. All right. I'm just bumping Crusoe down the list. Yeah, just maybe maybe fifth. Yeah, that that works. Okay. Yeah, seventh. I just don't think they would trade for him. Like, I just don't think realistically because of how good Lou has been. And and Crusoe, he has another year left at about 10 million. Then he's going to get paid, like paid, paid by somebody. I'm not sure paid, paid, but paid he's going to make more, more than we'll lose seventeen million. Mm, we'll see. Oh, we will see. We'll see. Yeah, maybe someone will pay. Some and someone then, will pay more than that. 
especially by the time that that contract rolls around, there's a new TV deal in. There's all these. I mean, like yeah, the maybe the Detroit can pay. Dort- Detroit can pay tomorrow. Dude, D- Detroit's opening up some cap space. Just, just wait. Yeah, to get Bruce Brown and Alex Caruso. That's right. Uh, yeah, Dort in twenty six, twenty seven has a. T- there's a team option on seventeen point seven million in twenty six, twenty seven. That, that right now looks like a very, very good deal. Oh, it's a great deal. It's a wonderful deal. Yeah, yeah. That's why I bump him down the list. I like Caruso. I think he's a great player, but not for this. Not necessarily for this team, especially not right now. Uh, okay, Tory Craig. He can go in the auto Porter zone. Yeah, I just don't. I even less than Porter, just because like I believe in his shooting less. Um. Uh, okay, Boyan Bogdanovich from the Pistons. No, no defense whatsoever. Um, and and just I don't know. I was a believer a couple of years ago that he could uh, fit with the team. Sure, put him even above uh, Patrick Williams, just because I mean I I really don't like Patrick Williams. Um, but but no, please no. And no, I'm not a believer on Isaiah Beef Stewart. I'm like, yeah, Isaiah yeah you Stewart. can sell me on the grid. You can sell me on the maybe shooting. Do you really expect uh, Beef Stew to run like multiple DHOs, maybe no. like uh, cutting, relocating? No. We're like just, DH, just, no. Just, DH, no, yes. Jonathan Isaac. Oh, like the defense. I love the defense. He is the giant. I was, I was on the court yeah. before the Magic game, and I was watching guys warm up and like stood next to Jonathan Isaac. That dude is a monster. He's yeah. giant. What's the price? I don't know. Like he, is he for free? Just to try him out? Like the shoes uh, I, you know, on any like website? Like that you can try it out. I don't and think so because ownership them? loves him apparently. Yeah, I would not pay it first. Yeah, you probably they're probably not just gonna give him up. He, he's yeah, because played, like just a, as a tryout, he plays sure. limited mm-hmm. minutes for the Magic as is. Like he doesn't play like starting level minutes. He is has an has two years left or a year left after this one at seventeen point four. Like it's affordable. Like he could basically. What if it was Bertans in three seconds? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, Those I like deals the are fine. Yeah, I do. I think so too. Where where would you put him in this? Like above if, Caruso? Yeah, I think that. I mean, below DFS. To me, to me, the, the four above is the ones that I would actually do. Yeah, and if the price is Bertans and and a couple of uh, of seconds, then I would actually do it because that is a that is a yeah. thing that OKC can surely afford. And you keep the salary slot going yeah. with Bertans, which is very important. Mm-hmm. And and you, you pay very little to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. It would take some time for him to acclimate to the team, I think. Because, I mean, he's never played this style um, that I can think yeah, but of, even in college. He doesn't, ne- he doesn't need to be ready for this year. You can just, okay, ease him out. Uh, ease him in. Uh, playing yeah. him instead of, like... Learning if you can trust Jeng, uh, which answer this season has been no. And you just play him five, eight, ten. He will provide good defense, good enough defense, and maybe he will hit some open shot. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm less of a believer. He is giant, and the defense stuff is like really intriguing, uh, especially like if you could put him next to Chet. 
just for five minutes. And it's just where, like, where do we score? It's like, whoa. Like, I mean, it, it could be cool, but I'm less. Okay. Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, if you ask me this five years ago, I would say, yes, he's uh, the new Al Horford. Uh, I don't know. It's just whatever. I, have, I would rather have Claxton than Wendell Carter. Yeah. Also stood next yeah. to Wendell Carter, maybe the biggest head on a human being I have ever seen. Yeah. It was un- like it was it was jarring. But he's a good player. I, I he, that kind of big, I just can't imagine them playing on this team. Yeah. Like I just can't, yeah, I can yeah. imagine I can more imagine Claxton because he's like way more mobile and he can do a little bit more with the ball and I, and Carter can do some stuff with the ball too. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Also, like he, you know, has been in and out with injuries. He doesn't necessarily start on the team that he's on anymore. Yeah, you know? and like the Thunder, he obviously would not start. Go Pitazzi starting over him, which yeah. fine. He was fine. He's fine. He's yeah. He's yes. I mean, that's that's the canary in the coal mine for Wendell Carter is that Goga has taken his spot. Uh, it's not great. Uh, what about Bogdan? Bogdanovich. I love Bogdan. Yeah, I, I love too. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, I would do. I would trade not a first, but like I would really consider him because he he would fit like a T. I I, I think that he would learn in like ten seconds to yeah. play the way Mark wants to play. He's a great shooter. Mm-hmm. Bogdan is a great shooter, and I think that in the right like framework, he's also very good defensively. Great shooter, good smart. passer. Where would you put him? Yeah. Um, top three, I think. Wow, I don't disagree. Yeah, I love him. I, he he would learn, and he's he's a uh, older than you think all star for sure. He's thirty ninety two. Yeah, he's thirty ninety two. Yes. Um. But I think I agree. I I like the fit, and I I think he's gettable. I think you probably would have to give a first for him. But he would yeah, play Indiana. Sorry, Atlanta is one of those teams that will lose a lot, and they would just okay. We need to shed salary somehow. Yeah, please help us. And the rest of his contract is really good it's descending actually it's 18 this year 17 the year after 16 the year after and then in 26 27 a 16 million dollar team option I mean, it's a really nice yeah, that, that, nice deal that's for that i would probably give up a first yeah i mean you i think you'd have i just to. i just love bogdan yeah he's good he would fit here so so well so so well but he would probably take mitzich's all of his time like every single second. um no, he would play another role. He would play like more than he would be a little bit more difficult to fit. Um, I think that I don't know. Uh, Mark will figure out because he's uh, he will play like all the Wiggins minutes for sure. Yeah, he'll take Wiggins. And, he'll take. I mean, he'll take some of Casens and he'll take some of Vava. Yeah, sadly, yes. And he's a guy that you have to play a lot because he's he's good. Yeah. Like Bogdan's really good. Um, okay. Next on the list, Clint Capella. No. Is he above or below the Purtle zone? Above because he's a better player than Purtle, I think. Or just I don't know the same that I agree, but they're in the same zone. And so I'm not gonna 
Like, yeah, but they uh, like I trust Clint Capella to do. Yeah, yeah, they're in the same zone. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's he's cheaper, I think, though. He's he'll be cheaper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see where are we at. Oh, Anyaka Akongwu. Same ballpark as Claxton. Yeah, I agree. I, yes, I, like him, but not really. I, I might put him below Claxton just because I like the way that Claxton and I like Claxton's like length is is better. Than a Kongwood yeah. says. Yeah. Um, but great name on Yekka. You know any el- anybody else named on Yekka? Uh, no. All right. Well, maybe you should be above Claxton for that. Uh, Sadiq Bay. No. No Above defense. or below I the Patrick know. Williams line? No, just because he's a better player overall. Uh, maybe below on Yekka. In the same ballpark as Boyan. Same tier. Shooters that don't play defense. Yeah, he's tough. Um, let's see. After Sadiq Bay, DeAndre Hunter. His contract is so bad. Yeah. And he's not that good. Yeah, he... No, and, and he, he's not going to play this type this type of offense that OKC wants to play, so it's a no. I'll put him right above Patrick Williams. Yeah. That's that's kind of where we're at. Uh, for those listening, I'll, I'll give you a quick recap before we that we're like halfway through, but we'll fire through the rest of these really fast because there's a lot of bad names going forward. But I'll just give you the top ten uh, of players that we think are worth considering at the trade deadline: Cameron Johnson, Al Horford, Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Hawks, Bruce Brown, Royce O'Neal, Jonathan Isaac, Mikael Bridges, Jordan Finney-Smith, Alex Caruso, Nick Claxton. And just before you think that we are mad, it's not that Mikel is the seventh best player in this in this list. Uh, it's because we think it's not gettable, and we don't want to pay two yeah. prospect and three first round yeah, picks fact, to get him. And still, even with that price, he's still we would like. High. Yeah, he's still on the list. So it's a compliment to like him, him that he's still this high on our list. Honestly, exactly. because I do, I think it's. I think it's important context for that because it is like, obviously you'd rather have Mikael Bridges than Jonathan Isaac. Like we're not idiots, you know, like maybe, yeah. maybe we are idiots, but we're not idiots. <laughs> um, but like the price for Jonathan Isaac is probably going to be minuscule compared to what Mikael Bridges is. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. like I'm bumping Jonathan Isaac out of this. I can't do this. DFS is is better than Isaac. I'm sorry. I can't do this. Okay. But DFS, you have to pay first. Jonathan Isaac is just maybe a second. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I would rather pay the first and get a player that I know is good. Okay. And I know they would not pay a first. I would not pay a first for DFS. You wouldn't pay a first? Seriously? No, I don't think that he moves. I don't think that after, I mean, three weeks ago. You're not getting it. We might as well just throw him off the list. I don't think that he moves the needle that much. Wow. I think if I mean, he could. I think first, if he could. The first is the first. I mean, Bradley Beal went for four seconds. And yeah, scores. that was a, that. that and is yeah, not I, a know, I know, I know, it's I know. Not I a know, comparable I circumstance. The first the first. I know, I know, I know. If he I were, know. if he didn't have a no trade clause, there would have. And, and also, Bradley Beal's contract is way more inflated. Like, there's a lot of reasons for that. Mm. Compare him to Robert Covington. Uh, Robert Covington in the past, who has gone for two firsts. And how much did he help? Yeah, I mean, I it's a it's a good question. It's a good how question many to minutes? Ask. 
realistically, I know that everyone is killing me for that. How many minutes will DFS play on this team? He would have... 12? Oh, he'd play way more than 12. Like, he'd sure? have to. Yes! Are you sure about that? Yeah, I think so. I think... I think are I think, are you getting this team... I think, I think that our idea is that just because he has experience, he would play a lot. I... I don't buy that. Like, Dagnall will not stop playing Kizan Wallace. He may stop playing Midsic. Maybe. In the playoffs, the though? DFS doesn't... In the playoffs, though? So, I'm, I'm asking, over the next two months, he will get, like, 15 minutes? I don't Maybe? Think that, I don't think that you could trade for him and not play him more. I just don't think but that you where, could. But where are the minutes? Like, Giddy's playing 22, 25 minutes already. Yeah, I mean, you're making the you're making it like easier for me to like swallow the fact that I have him below Royce O'Neal and like Bogdan and all these guys just because I I agree with you that it's one like you're making the case for this point alone is that it's not time to add a big piece to the roster. Yeah. Because there are too many questions left unanswered with some of these players. And like Case of Wallace could end up being just as valuable or more valuable than a guy like Dorian Finney Smith is in the NBA. You know, like that could happen. This postseason. But you have it could it could be, but you have to like give yourself the opportunity to figure that out. Because you could undercut yourself a little bit by trading for somebody like Dorian Finney Smith, where it's like it's a veteran, it's somebody that you feel like can help you, and maybe you cut somebody's minutes that you that could have flourished. Otherwise, which is why I like lean toward like they're going to make if they do make a deal, it's going to be for somebody on like the Royce O'Neal, Al Horford level rather than the Cameron Johnson, Bogdanovich, DFS, Mikhail Bridges level. I think they would cut into Kenrich minutes a bit. Yeah, I think, yeah, which, I think so too. Which, which is not necessarily something that I, again, and I know that James Anderson is saying in the chat that Cenk played nine minutes, Wigan seven, Mitzic 11. Do you want to give all those minutes to DFS? I would I would much rather have like Mitzic playing 16 minutes. He was awesome in those minutes. Yeah. Like DFS is a guy that plays a role that is, um, I would say, waiting for someone else to create a shot. And totally. Totally. A, OKC doesn't want to play that way. Mm -hmm. And B, yeah, I mean, he can play, but but it's not like major minutes. Yeah. And it's not like changing. I mean, will DFS change the outlook of a series against the Clippers? Maybe. Maybe, maybe only one. Maybe it's the only one. Because against against teams like uh like the Mavericks. I, I really don't buy him being so much better than like than Dort against Luka. And yes, okay, I have another defender, but yeah. we are talking about specific playoff matchups that maybe OKC can't handle, and there is no data point that There's OKC no needs point. a wing defender. There's no. Data if you tell point. me yeah, we need someone to 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 be like in in the matchups against the the Sixers, the the Nuggets, and the T Wolves. OKC needed someone off the bench because mm -hmm. the, the small lineups and chat were not enough. Mm -hmm. Like, we already have it at a point of that. Mm -hmm. So, like, at first, for someone that I'm not sure even I need, no. To me, it's a no. Um, yeah, that's today. why he's six. It was maybe like a third. yes 10, game, 10 games ago. Yeah. Because Giddy was awful. Yeah, and Giddy's been better. 
and like Giddy has proven, and I know there's like still some like there's tons of Giddy detractors that exist, and I get I understand why, but like Giddy has proven in like big moments that he like shows up, like he's not afraid, you know, yeah, and he's a big time competitor. Okay, yeah. Um. Okay. AJ Griffin. Too late. Should have done it at the draft, not now. Um, Would you put him in the Sadiq Bay zone? Yeah. yeah, maybe a bit better because maybe you pay him a little bit less. But yeah, it's been a perplexing situation with AJ. Um, yeah. If he doesn't okay. play there, who knows? PJ Washington, I put him like no. in the Akongwu zone. Yeah, like, he's a fine player, and you have to. He's a fine player. But not, I mean, the idea of Washington is that he's a very good shooter, and it's actually depending on the situation, not not really a stable shooter. Yeah, and like, what is he as a defender? I have a lot of questions. A bad one. Yeah, uh, Gordon Hayward, a flyer as a salary dump. Yes, I mean, if you strike this this thing, like if Gordon somehow finds himself engaged and wants to wants to play somehow. Mm-hmm. The price, I mean, probably like Charlotte would would even love to like shed his money for free. They're already talking about getting him in the yeah. buyout list. If you can get yeah. him for like, if you're the Thunder, I think you. Oh, my wife is delivering me a treat. Um, if you're the Thunder, I think you would. Ha- you're not getting him on a buyout. Like he's going to go to the Lakers or exactly whoever you know. Um. So, you'd have to pay for him now, you know. Like yeah, not, but again, he, the pay is, hey, I'll give you less money than the ones that you give me. Yeah, totally. Plus I mean, second. that's yeah, yeah. This is why I, this is why I, this might be like one of my favorites because yeah, it's up, it's in the top top four for me. Big wing that shoot, pass, and dribble. Really, really smart, smart player. Really yeah. smart player. You know, he's making thirty-one million. You could cobble up enough salary to make it happen if you're the Thunder. And if yeah. he, if he plays, awesome. If he doesn't play too, like I don't Who think cares? Gonna, I don't think he cares. I don't think that anybody's gonna like throw a big fit if he doesn't play. I mean, this to me it might be like I mean, you could trade Trey, Poku, and Bertans. Yeah. For a second. And like you may not even have like the asset may be, hey, new ownership of the Charlotte Hornets, we're gonna mm-hmm. save you six million dollars. Yeah, and maybe Trey Mann can play, and maybe Poor Trey, Trey Mann, Mann can though. actually play, and you guys can sign Poku to the max extension that he has coming. Fantastic. Okay. Okay, I like him as a um, fourth slash fifth option. Actually like- doable. Yeah, I think Hayward at four makes a ton of sense. I actually, I actually like him at three a little bit better. Like him okay, and Horf- him and Horford, and they're like the they're they're kind of like the same kind of deal. Where it's like veteran yeah. that like you know could fit with what they do that doesn't yeah. necessarily need a ton of minutes, but could come in and like provide experience and like steadiness for you if they're not hurt. Yeah, except that Horford is not going to be uh, pried away from uh, the pride. So do we put him at two then? No, because I still like Almore and the idea of him. Hayward will not help against Jokic. 
Yeah, not it would many, be borderline unplayable against Jokic. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. okay. Hell no. Terrazier, I'll put no. at the bottom of the list just because like I yeah. know too much and I just don't think there's any chance they would ever trade for him. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, I like um, Kuz if, a lot, but I'm putting yeah, him in the PJ. I'm putting him in the PJ Washington zone because like yeah. he's not going to know his role here. And like that's exactly here. That's, yeah. Exactly. This is exactly it. I mean, if if this was uh the Lakers saying, okay, you you, you play with the with LeBron again, you you just do do your thing, um, play the way I say you to play, great. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. wanting him anywhere near. Yeah. Okay, see. Danny. Um whatever. DFS level. Yeah. I Maybe a little so. bit less. Yeah, I think eighth. Yeah, that's good. It's he'd be fine. He's not gonna move the needle a ton. He is big, like he's bigger. Yeah, and he He can can do do a little bit of everything. Yes, I was gonna say that too. He can do a little bit of everything, but like, is he elite at anything? Like he's a little bit of the Jeff Green corollary. I think he's gonna play in the league for a long time, but like, is he ever gonna be like a top six or seven player on your team? Like, probably not. No. Uh, Kispert? Nope. Doing a little bit too little on defense and passing. Yeah, I think so too. Corey Shooters that I don't want to have. Yeah. Um, Gafford? My God, no. Can we put him in the I don't know why zone? everybody is, is in love with Gafford. I don't either. I don't get it. He He's not that good. No. Uh, Moose, who has now been moved to the Pistons. Sure, on a buyout, yes. Yeah, bring Moose home. Bring him home. Put him in the put him in the PJ Washington zone. Yeah, maybe. Oh, come on, a little bit better. Really? We know that Moose can play. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Moose, who's going above and Yucca Kongwu now. <laughs> Shout out Moose. I like Moose. Uh, Landry Shaman. Oh God, no! Let's, let's put him in the Troy Craig zone. Yeah. Um, Kelly Olenek, who we like. Sure, we but- don't. We know. I also think like the, you know, him actually uh, being moved is becoming less and less likely as the Jazz continue to like roll. A yeah, bit. it's not. It's but, not. It's, it's it's a nice idea. Um, same as he's in the same ballpark as Horford. He's less of ideal as a trade candidate than Horford, mm-hmm. but equally not gettable. Yeah, for sure. And like people are like, why aren't you talking about Lowry Markin? And we talked about this earlier. Like he's not going to be traded. He was actually just named Player of the Week <laughs> for the Western Conference. <laughs> like that guy's not being moved. It's just not going to happen. As much as people want to talk about it, uh, PJ Tucker. I'll put him in the Porter Auto Porter Junior Zone. Fair. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Russell Westbrook. In the Terry Rozier uh, realm. Wow. I'll put him I'll put him just above Terry Rozier. They're just not doing it. And he's not doing it either. Sharich? Um, eighth, seventh, sixth. Yeah, I, I might know, put him above area. DFS because I don't think it would cost as much. And I think like we know he can play. Yeah. I, just, I don't I don't like the way OKC looked with him on the court, to be honest. Yeah, he's all he's, right. I don't like the defense. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. Moses Moody. I think he same can, ballpark as AJ Griffin yeah, and Sadiq Bay. Yeah, I'll put him above those guys just because I like him. And he just because you want Perk to say Moses Moody twice oh, in a game. I want Perk to say Moses Moody. Also, he played at Arkansas. We can uh, continue to acquire some Arkansas players. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. So I know that I proposed this uh, a while ago in our group chat. My thinking was, um, he's six eight. He can defend. I don't believe how bad he he is. It was like, like we were twenty games in. Mm-hmm. He's worse than that. Yeah, he's. Been I so I think that he could bad. could get better because I mean a player doesn't just learn how not to shoot the basketball. <laughs> um, I I I really worry about the fit in terms of being able to read and react. Yeah. So this has to say that. The incentive should be so high for OKC to even yeah. thinking about him. Yeah, you get a pick. One, I would not do it for one. You get to two be picks to take him. And I would actually th- start thinking about it. But so, he, um, so his contract, people kind of have raved about it. It's become a lot worse since he's been a lot worse. He makes thirty million in twenty six, twenty seven. No, no, That's just player no. option, player option for thirty. Yeah, million. but again. Why the trouble if you're RKC? Like, why why are you doing this? Like, no, he, he doesn't fit. No, he um, does not fit. You have enough picks. Um, no, just no. no. Yeah, I'm with you. I would put him. Uh, I put him in the Boyan zone. Yeah. Um, let's see who's next. Andrew Wiggins. Rashawn Holmes can go in the Gafford zone. Yes. Um, even below him because he's just not that good. Uh, Santi Aldama. Have any Aldama thoughts? Yeah, I. I mean, he has some juice, but he's a player. You may want to get him now, but you have to pay him. I think uh, soon enough. Yeah. Maybe not a ton, but you have to, and. Sure, yeah, he's a is a. It's not for this year though. It's he he's not the guy who was putting over the hump. No, 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 no. I know, and and there were rumors that the Thunder had interest in him. 
He's an okay but not great shooter. He's an okay yeah. but not great passer. He's got Below good size. Yeah, I'm just not that interested in him, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not interested in Kyle Kozma, so it's fine to put him there. Yeah. Oh, boy, the list becomes gruesome. Yeah, John, John Conchar. Conchar. No. You put Conchar in the auto porter zone, honestly. Yeah. I just, I mean, he can't even play on this Memphis team. It's, it yeah. says a whole lot. Chetty Osman also in the same zone. Yeah. Um, Keldon Johnson. No. You can put him in no, like, the not, DeAndre uh, Hunter, Patrick Williams yeah. group. That feels like the right group for him. I think he's a good player, but like not for this team. He's better than both of those guys, probably. Yeah, we but can put him above not those. Really interesting. I can put him above. Even, even oh. maybe better than Corey Kispert. Yeah, I was about to say I might put him in the Sadiq Bay zone right here, above below Boyan because I think Boyan's better. Yeah. Than him. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think he could play on this team. I just don't think he no. could. Uh, McDermott. Corey Kispero area, slightly above or below. Yeah, I put him above, just because he has a great name. Yeah, and his uh, former college teammate is uh, on the coaching staff. Uh, Kevin Love, who I just don't think is even like a true possibility. Um, I think Love will would fit a lot of what they do in terms mm -hmm. of passing, in terms of shooting. In terms of not playing any defense whatsoever, um, I <laughs> could we put him in the fits. Muscala zone. Yeah, in the Muscala zone is fine. Yeah, I, again, he he doesn't want to come to Okazi. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's a major thing. And, and he's fine in Miami. I mean, they they yeah. they actually need him in Miami. So yeah, why they do? It's not going to be available. Yeah, they do. Um, okay, and Jeff Green. <sighs> yeah, he's too old. He's way too old. To play this kind of face, fast pace offense, he he's surely smart. And if you want to have a veteran there, sure, whatever. But it's he may play like you, you get him in a series where you just just need something, and maybe has a game. Yeah, this is the kind of player that we are discussing. Yeah, and Brendan Clark, hell no, <laughs> like <laughs> like Brendan Clark is not a guy that will play the way in which OKC wants. Is he productive? Sure. Can he put up rebounds and 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 second opportunities, second chance opportunities? Sure, Mark will probably like destroy him before like yeah. the second minutes of the third game that he plays. I just don't buy the. I mean, even at Gonzaga, he he again he was really really productive and efficient, mm -hmm. but but not the way Okc wants to play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Ricky Mickey two in the chat. Uh, Zach Collins, where'd you put Zach Collins on this list? Um, I'm the wrong person to ask. No. I really have a thing for Zach. I I really like him. I really like him a lot. Would you put him um, above or below Nick Claxton? I I can't say because my my. You have to I, say. I used to scout him a lot when he was at Gonzaga, and I really loved him there. And like he, I thought that he could, he was one of the most modern, uh, hard, um, gifted like big men that I scouted, and he didn't come to fruition. So the image of my in my head of that player is still there. Yeah. I don't know if he's a real if he's real or not. 
I, I think he I think he's a pretty good player. But I mean it's it's a little bit of a um a red flag that like he and Wimby like couldn't play together. That it was like, oh, once you remove him. Like he's pr- purely a backup center. You know, like cuz they were just awful them together. But I I I like him too. If um, he was available, I would put him kind of in the middle there. Um, we can go back to the super chat. So, and I think my answer is still the same of the players on the final list. Which team do you want to start losing so the player is available via trade? So, like the the guys we have, like one out, like the the Celtics. The only way the Celtics are giving up Al Horford is if is in a Kelly Olynyk deal. In which case, yeah. like if you're the the Jazz and you're in it, you may just want to keep Horford. Mm-hmm. So it just may not. Yeah, be I, I I don't I don't buy that trade. Uh, I I think I bought it a little bit more. Um, with um, with Utah not playing any anything resembling good basketball, but right now I I I, yeah, don't, I don't really buy it either. So like, it's the Nets really need to continue losing. Mm-hmm. The Hawks need to continue to lose. Like, those are probably the two most realistic teams that could be like, hey, come take our talent we'll, and we'll take back draft picks. Like, those two teams make the most sense. Uh, the Hornets are already there with Hayward. Like, Hay- Hayward would probably love to have just a, a different landing yeah. spot in general. Um, but, yeah, it's those teams. And so, just to recap, Real quick, I'll give like the top 20 or maybe just the top 10 because it just doesn't really matter, honestly. Cam Johnson, Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kelly Olenek, Bruce Brown, Royce O'Neal, Dario Saric, Dorian Finney Smith, Denny Avdia, Mikhail Bridges is 11th. So, and like what this exercise is, is kind of like in, is interesting for. I know this is a long show, but we're almost, we're almost done. Um, is the fact that like, the guys we're talking about that are actually gettable that the Thunder like could acquire, like a lot of these guys aren't like truly like difference makers, you know? Yeah. Like Hayward's not that much of a difference maker, you know? Like you, you even argue like Dorian Finney Smith is not like it's possible that he's not that much of a difference maker. Like to me, it like more signals that like, hey, this team probably just needs to take what they have to the playoffs. And like maybe you could add a small yeah. piece piece here or there, but like all these like big time difference makers and like all these guys that could be available, like there's just not a whole lot of meat on the bone here, and there's just not somebody like that you would think like oh my gosh, like they they're definitely going to come in here and like make such a big difference. Like Cam Johnson's the one where you're like yeah like a big six foot eight shooter, like yeah yeah like that doesn't rebound uh, as. A lot of guys noted in the chat. I mean, yeah, it doesn't rebound. Like he's that. not going to come in here. No one's going to come in here and solve the rebounding issue because the Thunder aren't. It, it's and it's also like more of like a team rebounding issue. It's not like a single player rebounding issue. It's like a yeah, team rebounding exactly. issue that needs to be solved within the team. And they've gotten better, you know, as time has gone on. They've gotten better, and they have a chance to even get better as the season goes. Um, but like this kind of reinforces that. Like if something's going to happen, it's going to be small. Um, and it's yeah. probably going to involve guys like Trey Mann and Poku and Bertons. And, like, do they bring back somebody that's helpful or not? Like, I, I think the Gordon Hayward deal makes so much sense for both teams in that the Hornets get a chance to, like, try out some other guys 
you know, mm-hmm. as the season goes on, Gordon Hayward gets to like play on a playoff team and he could play a big role, small role, whatever ends up happening. Like maybe Kaysen and them are ready to play in the playoffs and it's like, hey, sorry, Gordon, like you're going to be waving a towel. Or maybe those guys aren't ready and Gordon's healthy and it's like, yeah, we need, we kind of need you to be our seventh or eighth guy, you know? And then if he is, like you're in really good shape. So like to me, that's the one that just like screams it makes the most sense of any mm-hmm. of these. And it's because it's just like, hey, let's move around like the back end of the roster salary. You know, yeah. you can give, you know, Lindy a deal for the rest of the season. Like you can, you know, you find a way to fill out the rest of the roster. But um, to me, that makes the most sense. And it's like, and it's a deal that ultimately could mean nothing. Like it could end up yeah. meaning nothing, which is kind of where I think the Thunder are at. Like they are really good. Second in net rating. This is a team that doesn't need to like make a major mix up. And if you can do it by just trading Bertans, Poku, Trey, moving on from those guys. And then like honestly, it could be a really good deal for the Thunder and that they can, you know, bring up Lindy and Saar if you wanted to, sign them for the rest of the season. And then like you could bring in two more two ways to kind of bring into the mix and kind of see what what you got. You know, it's to me that it's a deal that just makes so much sense in a lot of ways. Where I like, yeah. like I think the writing is on the wall for guys like Trey and Poku. Like it, it's if it's gonna happen, it's not gonna be here. You know, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, yeah, especially with Poku. I mean, it's he doesn't even. It's, yeah, it's, he's not a part of the the team that dresses for games anymore. You know, he's warming yeah, up before exactly. every game, but like he's sitting over there in sweats. So yeah, I I think I, it's a really good exercise to just like reinforce that it's this is not it's not the time you know, for something big to happen. Um, and I'll reiterate it again. Like, offensively, you just have to be a really smart player to integrate quickly into this team. Or else, it's just um, not going to work. Quick question. Do you think that Dallas has any interesting in, like, removing one of the big men that are close to the same, like Powell or Kleba or stuff like that? I don't know. I Maybe mean, he's doing Kleba something would else. Be, like Kleba would be great. Re- yeah, so guys like that, even um, even paying for them, like Powell is Powell. I just love the intensity, the tenacity, the fact that he's he's a very versatile defender. Health uh, for both guys is kind of scary. Yeah, but those guys. I don't know what Dallas wants to do. I think that they will move a little bit. Uh, maybe it's not like just doing it directly, but say that they are after guys like Gordon Hayward, or I would actually doubt that. Um, but maybe a guy like Cam Johnson, not that they have big assets to do so, but yeah. maybe they do something on the margin, and like the fill-in for that trade is a guy like Powell, or yeah. maybe they would try for a, for a guy like uh, Clint Capella. Why not? Yeah, like, I, I am not a Dwight Powell guy. I'd rather just play Ken Yeah, Rich. I know that you're not. I'd just way rather play Ken Rich than Powell. Okay, you have I, to. You'd have I to, understand. You'd have to incentivize the Thunder to to take back Dwight Powell, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Kleba's a different. Like Kleba could play. Like he could play for this team. Like he I does. Think like both can play, but he does a lot yeah. of thundery things. He sh- he shoots it though. Like that's just such a. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Huge, huge difference know, between the two. It is. It is a difference. Yes. That's a good thought, though. I put. Is, I he, put is he completely? Is he completely cooked? Who does he play? Who Kleba? 
He's been hurt. Yeah. Um, I wonder how badly. I honestly, I've not kept up with the Maxi Cleva. Um, <laughs> dude, he's he's like he hasn't hardly played at all this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, November eleventh. A couple a, of weeks. He's played a hundred minutes. Toe injury. Yeah, he's played a hundred minutes, and he's not been good since he's returned. Toe injury for a nice. baby is a tough one. Yeah, his shooting splits. You want to hear him? 26, yeah. 27, 60. Yeah. Nice. nice. It can't go worse. <laughs> Cannot be worse. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot be worse. Um, yeah. I... Wow, 26, 27. That is... That is... Wow. Great. Yeah. yeah. We play one game. Like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Before it was like... Very sparse minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Well, I, I like our list. Um, Shouts to four or five. So you're not I do. Kleba I do like. Our list. Huh? You're not putting Kleba on our list. I mean, like, if, I don't know. Below Isaac. Below Claxton. I don't know. There. Yeah, I put him below Claxton. Okay. I put Maxi Kleba on our list. I mean, it's a buy it's low a opportunity. Kleba. Yeah. What do you yeah. spell his name? K L E. How do you spell B E R. Kleber. Yeah, people call him Kleber. Um. Yeah, I like. I like that idea, but I think that I like guys like Clax and Caruso. Uh, man, we're way too high on Jonathan Isaac. I think. That's the one yeah, that okay. I just don't like, but I also don't care. I just I think this I think it's a fun exercise that kind of reiterates that like hey. I, th- I think they were. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're 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 good to go. And like, let's yeah. see what this team does in the playoffs. It will be more apparent over the course of a seven game series or two, like what you need. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you have the opportunities to like go get a lot of these guys in the off season. You know, like we're, the group of guys mm-hmm. that we're talking about. It's not some like crazy group that you just like couldn't get in on. You know. Yeah. So I think you can. No, they they will have a lot of opportunities, and again, um, maybe like right now, teams that have clear number three, number four guys, and are competitive are not going to move them. Yeah, like a team like Houston will not move um, Jabari Smith, for example. Yeah, uh, which I know that doesn't do many of the things that Lucas he likes, but he's a guy that would fit perfectly offensively for this team uh in terms of spacing the floor yeah um guys less of a I, I, I don't in that one right i know there. that they will never get him i know i know i know um who knows what happens in minnesota maybe maybe they have to make a choice because they are a first round exit yeah because they true. get the the maps and they they lose mm-hmm. and maybe they see okay how do we improve this mm-hmm. uh can we move mcdaniels for example mm-hmm. or an as read i don't know guy which i'm not interested in uh mm-hmm. since i didn't protect him in my um uh, show with all uh back in the days um so next summer i think okay so we'll have a lot of opportunities to cash in some of those picks yeah, totally. if you can get a guy like gordon hayward for nothing do it yeah. Like if it costs you very, this is why I don't want to invest like a first for DFS because then it's two first for this guy and three first for sure. this guy. Sure, sure, sure. It run out, you run out 
very, very quickly. And if yeah. DFS is someone that Marks thinks, hey, we can play in 30, because we can play him as a backup five, and I think that he's way better than Ken Rich. Yeah, there's no because there's he's a no better way. shooter. There's just no way that's even true. If if but if this is what Mark thinks, mm -hmm. then sure, pay first. Yeah. If yeah, we'll we'll play we'll play him instead of Wiggins, uh, Jang, and Mitchell. Those minutes are not playoffs minutes. Mm -hmm. It would <laughs> have to be we're going to play him instead of Case and Wallace, and he'll take some of Isaiah Joe's minutes. Yeah, which that's what it would be. I think it's kind of BS. But yeah. yeah. It's like just maybe. reinforces the fact that it's just probably not time to do it. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Long show here on Martin Luther King Day. Thanks so much for for tuning in. Hey, if you could do me a favor, I, I posted this on Twitter. I'll retweet it too. My friend Kim Metcalf um, has um, stage four melanoma. And it's it's really bad, and she has um, twin twins. His, her husband um, is a friend of the show um, and a friend in life. Um, her parents are good friends of mine as well. Um, so if you could just take time to look at that, um, you know, pray for them. If you have some extra some extra money to send to them, they could really uh, they could really use it. Um, and I know the down to dunk community has always stepped up in moments like this. So I, I would really, it would mean a lot to me, um, if you would, would do that. So, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Let us know also in the comments on YouTube, if there's anybody that we you think that we have too high, too low, if there's somebody else that we should have brought up, uh, let us know in the comments, let us know on Twitter, hit us up. Uh, we're probably wrong. So just let us know. And, you know, we went over 48 names, 40, was that 48 names? Yeah, 48 names. Um, I look forward to seeing Sam trade for somebody who's not on this list. Can't wait to, can't wait to see who it is. Uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.